0: Hello, greetings to my kingdom educators and kingdom scholars. Welcome back to my show, 21st Century Kingdom Education. I am your host, Miss April, and I am so thrilled that you are tuning in for the first time or returning. And if you like what you hear, I would greatly appreciate a like. If you would like, subscribe, follow. And consider sharing what you hear. So today what I would like to talk about is discipline in the private school setting, in the Christian private school setting. So I am old enough to have been in school when there was corporal punishment. When I was in school, the teacher, the principal, um, they all could spank you. They also, it was a time when we had... um, Not only corporal punishment there, but there was also prayer in the schools as well. So it was a completely different time than we have now, where um our students can or or teachers can no longer use corporal punishment as a form of discipline. Now there are lots of people who really don't think that that's effective anyway, but. As a teacher or an administration administrator, we tend to want to do the things that we that were done to us as students. And I'm I'm in the camp that if it worked, if it worked, then we probably should continue using it. But in today's age where we have a lot of gentle parenting and things like that, um we don't want or the, the administration does not want us to use uh punitive type consequences, they would much rather that we move towards what is called the uh, positive behavioral interventions and supports or PBIS, the acronym PBIS. And I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but hopefully in the Christian school setting, you're not dealing with a whole lot of bad behavior. But in in the 21st century, it seems that it's kind of trickling over from the public school setting um, just because of the way the kids are being raised you know they're, they're raised a totally different way and so now we have a lot of kids who don't know how to respect their parents and things like that especially when you have an evangelistic school so if you have an evangelistic mission you're more likely to deal with students who have behavior issues because many times their parents are not members of churches and they're not being raised according to biblical standards or values. And so it brings in a whole headache of of different types of behaviors. And now you're stuck with trying to decide, well, how do we handle this behavior? And if you look at the handbooks of various Christian schools, um, the ones that have started, been in in, uh, business or in the ministry for over 30 years, if you look at their handbooks, if they haven't been updated much, you will see that a lot of the way that they handle their discipline was punitive. The consequences were punitive, but it seemed to work. It worked. They had the control. They had the um, environment that they were seeking. And when I was in school, I don't, we did have some behavior problems, but I don't remember it to the degree of what I'm seeing today because the teacher did have some type of uh, consequence that they could deliver. And yes, it was punitive. But once again, today, we're moving more towards the PBIS, uh, which stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. And there's evidence that this framework um, promotes good behavior and prevents negative behaviors in students. So they want to move towards this. It's more of a preventative than a reactionary um method of dealing with discipline. So the focus of PBIS is on prevention rather than punishment and it supposedly teaches students about behavior expectations and strategies. So it is a multi-tiered framework and in this case it's a three-tiered framework where you have tier one, tier two, and tier three. And it integrates all of the data, systems, and practices affecting student outcomes every day. And when this framework is implemented with fidelity, it improves social-emotional competence, academic success, and the school climate. So there's a lot, a lot of evidence and research out there that has been done on this that it works. It works. So according to the research, it does reduce disciplinary incidents It improves academic achievement and increases attendance rates. It also works to create a positive school culture by promoting respect, not just for the authorities in the building, but also for respect for the teachers. It teaches responsibility and safety as well. So it's a proactive approach to behavior management that focuses once again on prevention rather than punishment. And it is believed that by teaching students about behavior expectations up front and strategies, it helps to create a positive school culture. And that's the goal. We want a positive school culture. But it is hard for old school teachers who, once again, who went to school in a whole different uh, setting and who are used to punitive consequences for your behavior. So it's going to take a little bit to retrain the mind to be able to, you know, do these different strategies and interventions that will prevent the student from misbehaving. So I believe that it has uh, some definite pluses in it and and it's been proven to be effective. So if you're like me and you have this mindset that nope, I'm going to punish you know, you're going to be suspended or you're going to be put out of the classroom or you're going to write sentences. All of these are considered punitive type behaviors and they don't prevent anything, really. Um, and, and, and then it kind of puts a, a fear in the student. So some of them, some of them don't care what you do. They're not going to be afraid of any consequences or um, any, any consequences at all. So we need to look at what are some of the different interventions, some examples of um, positive behavior interventions and supports that have been implemented in different schools. And one of them is called the check-in, check-out method. And this is for those students that are in tier two so of course, let me let me just first backtrack and talk about the different the three tiers. So you have tier one, tier two, and tier three, because it, once again, it is a multi-tiered support system, or a three-tiered support system, and the students will progress from tier um from uh, through the different tiers. So every student is going to start off at the beginning of the of the year in tier one, and tier one is just universal, what's called universal supports. This is programs that you have in place that the, all of the teachers use It involves setting the expectations, letting the kids know that this is what I expect for the school year. This is what I expect in class. This is what I expect when you're moving through the hallways. This is what I expect when you're interacting with your teachers. So you are setting the expectations for the students. And you are placing these expectations on the walls in the classroom. They're on the walls in the hall. They're on the walls in the cafeteria. So they'll know that there's no running in the hall. There'll be a sign on the wall that says, let's walk, not run. But in, in putting these messages out, they want you to use positive language. So I gave you an example where I said, instead of saying, don't run in the halls, you might put up, please walk in the halls. Thank you for putting your trash in the trash can. Or different things like that. Uh, thank you for picking up after yourself. Or, um, but use positive language uh, when you are setting your rules and setting your expectations. But it starts there. And then also making sure that you don't have a lot of dead time in class. Because um, a, a lot of times when we don't have enough um, activities for our students, I call it from bell to bell. When the bell first rings, the student needs to have something to do when they first come in and you keep that student engaged from the time the bell rings before the beginning of the class to the time the bell rings at the end of the class. So it's called bell to bell. You're going to have engaging activities because if you've got them engaged in something that's interesting and exciting, that is going to prevent um, bad behavior. Cause I have a classroom full of boys. I have mostly boys and a couple of girls in my class. And I noticed that when they're doing STEM type projects, they're building, having to put their hands up, uh, make building, uh, putting puzzles together, or um, building things with uh, blocks or anything like that. They're quiet and they're not arguing. Well, they may argue a little bit over, over uh, sharing the blocks, but for the most part, The bad behavior that I'm used to them um, presenting, they don't do that when it's time to to, uh, draw. We give them artwork, Uh, uh, Friday, I believe, Thursday, Thursday, we had an opportunity to uh, draw a couple of things from a YouTube video. This is a great channel where um, a guy and his daughter teach the kids how to draw some really fun things, and it kept their attention. And so... If you keep these kids engaged, that will prevent some of the behavior. So avoid all of this dead space where you don't have anything for them to do because when you when it's like that, you're setting yourself up for kids to um, misbehave. So these are just universal supports. They call this tier one and they call it universal supports because everybody's been this is being implemented across the board for all students. Okay, and it's designed. Maybe you have a character program in place, and at our school we have a character program in place where we're teaching different character traits like responsibility. That is school wide, and so you'll have a whole month focus on one character trait. Um, You know, building community, building relationship. These are all fall into tier one. Then you have tier two, where you have some mild to moderate behavior challenges. These kids, maybe they are tardy every day, or they have. Uh, skipping class or not organized or um being a little bit disres- disrespectful but this minor things um that the student is dealing with as far as the behavior and so in in this tier of tier 2 which you would have more students in tier 2 um than t- hopefully in, in and in tier 3 but in tier 2 you know you might want to use your program called check in check out Where you assign the student to a uh, mentor or a counselor, they would check in with every morning and they would uh, greet the the student and talk to the student about what your goals are for today. So, if they, you know, maybe they can't remember their homework to bring their homework in. So, you may may have them come in with an organizer and say, Do you have your organizer today? Are you going to write down? We have the goal of you writing down your homework in every class and so they would take that sheet to every class and give it to the teacher and the teacher would check what the goal is for that day and at the end of the class the teacher will check you know does sally write down her homework assignment today in her planner i'll look at her planner see that sally did it and check yes and give sally some points and give it back to her and she would take that to the next class at the end of the day she would check in with the um, counselor or mentor or coach whatever you want to call that person and that coach would tally up all their points. And there's a goal of points for them to reach to get some type of prize or something for um, checking in and, and, and following along with, with what the, um, the goal is. And then at the end of the day, they take that sheet home to their parent. Their parent is to look at that whether they met their goals for the day. The parent signs off on it. And the kid brings it back the next day and receives a new sheet. That's called check-in, check-out, and that's been found to be very effective for minor to moderate behavior issues. Once again, if it's excessive tardiness or um, uh, uh, the student is forgetting their assignments, the student is not bringing supplies to school, the student can't stay in their seat, the student is not raising his hand before he talks. These kind of little minor things um, you can use the check-in, check-out. Then there are some other interventions that will fall in, um, like time breaks for a child. You know, maybe a child gets uh, uh, gets overwhelmed, and then they may need a pass, and you would give them a, a mental break where they would take a pass and maybe go to the back of the room, read a book for about 10 minutes, and then come back in. So a lot of different interventions that fall in Tier 2, Okay. Um, and then those that have some more major problems are those who are not responding to tier two would then be moved to tier three. So maybe this is a person that fights um, or a person that uh, has oppositional defiance, uh, or you tried everything in tier two, you tried all of your various interventions in tier two, they're not working, then you'll move that patient, that student, not patient, I'm sorry, that's my healthcare background kicking in, but you will move that student to tier three. And tier three has something called functional behavior assessments, behavior contracts, meeting with the parents, um, also referring the patient, the student out, <laughs> patient, referring the student out to maybe a counselor or something like that, um, for um, an evaluation. So it again, it's just a three-tier system where we're trying to manage that behavior within the school. I'm using positive. So positive intervention and supports versus punitive and the punishing things that really don't work. But on uh, this side, um, it does seem to work. So um, it's worth taking a look at. So if you want, if you're interested and you think, Hey, you know, this might work in our school um, or just may work overall for Mm -hmm. my own child's behavior. if If I have a homeschool situation, but it's called positive behavior, behavioral interventions and supports. There's a plethora of information on the internet about it if you need more information about it. So, once again, thank you so much for listening. And, you know, come back. I'll have something else that I'm talking about um, sometime next week. So, you know, once again, I urge you if you think that you would want to know or are interested in what else I have to say, please like and follow. Until next time, grace and peace.